This is the Hockey News Podcast. Hello, everybody. It's Matt Larkin here for a special edition of the Hockey News Podcast. If you're watching or listening, you'll notice I'm not being joined by Ryan Kennedy today. I have two special guests who happen to be brothers. They are both defensemen. They are both new members of the Chicago Blackhawks. It's Seth Jones and Caleb Jones. Guys, it's a pleasure to have you both as my special guests today. Yeah, thank you for having us. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. All righty. So we're going to dive in. I got a bunch of questions for, for both of you, and I, I'm going to kind of uh, throw different stuff at each of you. So we'll, we'll get going. Uh, my first question, uh, Caleb, this one's for you. Um, obviously, you were the first one traded to Chicago this offseason. Um, so what was your reaction when you found out you were getting traded to Chicago? Uh, I, was, I was a little surprised. Um, you know, I was kind of chilling. It's actually a funny story. I, I was playing NBA 2K, and I looked at my phone, and my phone started blowing up because on Twitter, you know, once the, the TSN guys get a hold of the trade, it's uh, it goes everywhere. So um, I got a call about 20 minutes later, and, um, you know, I, I was a Blackhawk. So it kinda, it's kind of weird in the offseason. You know, I know I know Seth's gotten traded during the season, but um, it kind of takes a while to register because you kind of still feel like you're – you're going to go back to, you know, whatever old team you had, but um, you know, it's kind of fully clicked that I'm a Blackhawk and I'm really excited to get going in Chicago. Good. And I know, so obviously Seth, and we're going to get to this Seth, like, you know, you were traded. It's not like you signed with Chicago, but it was a sign and trade type of situation. So you had some say in where you're going to be long-term. So I'm wondering for you, Caleb, did you have some influence there? Were you kind of saying, come on, dude, this is the place to go. You should sign. If you get traded here, was there a little bit of like encouragement to join up? Um, no, I, I always knew that he like he loved Chicago, the city, and it's always been a place that he wanted to play. So I knew there was definitely a possibility of it. Um, I kind of was just letting his process play itself out. You know, he, you know, he didn't have to. He had a little bit of control of the situation, but at the end of the day, you know, Columbus could could have traded him anywhere they really, you know, pretty much wanted. Um, but you know, when it when it was able to happen, obviously it was really exciting, and, and our whole family's excited, and uh, it's going to be a fun experience, and hopefully we can do it for you know more than just one year. Excellent. And, and Seth, for you, uh, you know, before we factor in that Caleb is there, you know, already by the time you got traded there, did you did you sort of consider Chicago high in your list of places that you thought would be a good fit for you and why? I did. Chicago was uh, it's all like Caleb said, it's always been a fascinating city for me and an exciting city. And um, just playing in that building uh, gives you chills and, and you have a, a good feeling every time you're you're you know, playing the Blackhawks and in the United Center. And um so they, they definitely were high on my list. I had a few other teams that were in the mix as well. Um, but, you know, Chicago at the end of the day was able to get it done and, and get the trade done with Columbus. And like Caleb said, um, I'm happy. You know, I wanted to give Columbus that option, you know, this offseason um, and tell them, be upfront with them, uh, my intentions with them. And, um, you know, because they have been great to me over the past six years. So uh, I wanted to do that for them. And um, I'm happy I'm, I'm a Blackhawk now. I'm very excited for the season to start. All right. And, and I know, obviously, it's you're not the first group of brothers to be in the NHL, and, but it's not always the case that every set of brothers in the NHL is close. But from what I understand, you guys are. So, Seth, was that pretty influential in, in your decision to sign the long term deal, just knowing that Caleb is there as well? Uh, it's definitely um, uh, something that's exciting, uh, you know, a little bit about it. Um, you know, being in Chicago, I was wanting to sign a long term deal there you know, before Caleb even got traded there, but with him being there was definitely a a plus, a huge plus. And, you know, I think he's, uh, you know, he's been up and down the Myers and I've been in the league for eight years now, but, um, 
you know, we haven't still haven't got the chance to play even against each other. So it's funny that we're going to play with each other um, before we even played against each other. Cause I was, uh, I was hurt a couple of times and, uh, or he wasn't playing or, you know, something happened uh, where we it, uh, started just in the line for that. So uh, it's interesting that we get to play together now. That's crazy. I didn't realize that you hadn't even gotten to play uh, against each other before. Um, so, Caleb, I want to get both your reaction to this, but Caleb, we'll start with you. When the when you found out that Seth was going to be your teammate, what was the first thing you said to him or texted to him, or what was your initial reaction, if you can remember? We were actually – we were together going to dinner, uh, a little family dinner uh, in Dallas when it kind of all started going down, and it just – you know, one thing led to another, and, you know, it was done. It kind of was just like a 10-minute sequence, and, and bang, you know, he was a Blackhawk, and it kind of got the extension done. Um, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a cool night, obviously. Uh, it didn't really register until the next day when we got to go to Chicago and do some of that stuff, and, and you kind of realize that you're playing with your brother. Um, you know, like I said, I'm really excited for it, and it was cool. You know, the moment when it happened, it just – it kind of didn't – it was surreal. You know, it happened so quick. And Seth, what about you? What was your reaction? Anything else to add there? Well, yeah, like Caleb said, it was, um, you know, we were at dinner with my mom and uh, looking at the phone and I'm getting, you know, I ended up getting a bunch of calls and texts and, you know, Twitter seems to be the, the news source these days. So when you see it on Twitter, it's, um, you know, it's pretty much real. And um, it, it was very exciting. Uh, you know, I had a, like I said, I had to leave the table a few times because people were calling and team services and, and then they, you know, they kind of dropped the, the bomb on us that they wanted us to come to Chicago um, in the middle of dinner. So we had to, to kind of rush through dinner, get home, pack some stuff. And uh, we flew out the next morning at nine. So and that was a great experience as well. Get to throw the first pitch at the Cubs game, um, kind of walk downtown at the team store, uh, tour the facilities a little bit. Um, so it was a, a very exciting day. Very cool. Um, and Caleb, this one's for you. So I know Seth, you touched on the fact that you guys hadn't actually gotten to face each other, but just for, for anyone who doesn't know, obviously you have the age difference, but what, what's the extent of the playing together that you've gotten to do in your life so far? Like, has there ever been an overlap or have you never really gotten to play at an organized level together? Uh, we've never, we've never met, uh, been able to play together or against each other at any level. Uh, I think one time I maybe, maybe was 15 when he went to Portland and we might've played an inter squad training camp game together. I think one game, like a training camp mm -hmm. game in, in the WHL for Portland, I played against them, but outside of that, no. So that's the first time. All right. I thought I just, I just lost you for a second there, Caleb, but you mm -hmm. just froze for a second. That's okay. It happens all the time. It's the COVID world on our podcast. <laughs> exactly. Ryan Kennedy is known for freezing. Like people are in our YouTube comments all the time saying, why is Ryan Kennedy always frozen? So it, it feels like home. If somebody freezes on the podcast. Get some updated Wi-Fi in there. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> So this one's for you, Seth. So obviously, because you guys play, if I'm not mistaken, you know, Seth, you're a righty and Caleb, you're a lefty, right? I have that right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So are you going to try and get in Mr. Carlton's ear about maybe having <laughs> the two of you get a look as a pair or is it too soon for that? Uh, we'll let the coach make that call uh, at the end of the day, but uh, I'm sure they're thinking about it. Uh, I'm sure, you know, they're thinking how cool that would be. And, and so are we. Um, you know, for, for us to play together, I'm sure the thing we have some decent chemistry just – you know, we skate together and train together every off season. Uh, so we have that going for each other. And, um, you know, Caleb's got great skill. And I think we can both, you know, help each other's games out. So I'm sure they're going to be mix matching pairs a lot in training camp, trying to figure out what works. And, and I wouldn't put it past them that they would, they would try us together. 
All right. And another one for you, Seth. Um, just could you just reflect on what it was like this past year in Columbus? Because, you know, a year ago, I remember I was picking you guys in Columbus as a, as a Stanley Cup sleeper because you had that great season in the bubble. And you I think you looked pretty dangerous And the year before. You know, you t- took out Tampa with the sweep and then they go and mm-hmm. win two cups in a row. So there was momentum there and all of a sudden it gets derailed in what was a pretty tough season. So just what are your your thoughts? And, and is it hard to say goodbye or did you feel like it was just time for a change? Uh, no, it was extremely hard to say goodbye. Um, you know, I, I got traded there in 2016, um, ending my rookie deal. And um, I, I feel like I grew up there a little bit. And, you know, with some of the guys that were there as well, uh, I developed great friendships. Um, you know, even, you know, along the lines with Torts, developed a great relationship with Torts uh, over those five and a half, six years and with the assistant coaches and, and the trainers and all the staff. And uh, definitely felt like home. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, with our season going the way it did, um, you know, I kind of felt like there, there needed to be a change for me and my game and myself. And, um, you know, there's only one really one opportunity to, to kind of do this free agent thing uh, in your career. And, uh, you know, this was kind of my time to do it. And, you know, sometimes I wish I, you know, it would have worked out in Columbus, of course. But um, like I said, it was just time to move on for me. And, and I tried to give, you know, like I said, Columbus that uh, that option to, to trade me away and, you know, because I do care about everyone there in that organization and want to get something back and, uh, uh, you know, hope, so hopefully they can have success in the future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Caleb, obviously, you know, coming from Edmonton, you have the experience in a major hockey market. And it's, and it's no disrespect to, to Nashville and Columbus where Seth's been, but just in terms of, you know, the market that has 50 people after the game in the dressing room in non-COVID times, of course, like, the, you know, the crazy scrums and the attention. And obviously that probably translates closer to what you're going to get in Chicago too, which is a pretty big market. So do you have any advice that you're going to be giving to Seth in terms of just dealing with that bigger media presence now playing in Chicago? I wouldn't say I have any advice. Um, you know, if you have a bad night, you might not, you might not want to look at your phone, uh, especially in Edmonton. <laughs> especially in Edmonton. But Get rid of besides that, uh, I wouldn't say I have any advice. Um, you know, he handle the media and all that stuff. But that'd be my one, one thing of advice. Put the phone away if you have a tough night. <laughs> That's good advice. It applies to hockey writers too. I get chirped hard as well. So I, I understand it like <laughs> yeah. on a small scale for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and we all take heat for our jobs. Yeah. It's part of the, it's part of the business. Yeah. Like I get people, strangers adding me on Facebook being like, you pick the Habs to finish last. Like I, I wish you were dead. Like, so, so it happens yeah. <laughs> for writers too. So I feel yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> so this, <laughs> this one's for you, Seth. Um, just about the off season. And, you know, I know I, I've heard a lot about it, but I don't really know the full, the full story about your involvement with uncle Bud's hemp and CBD. So mm-hmm. could you just explain kind of your role being involved with them? And, and also I know that you have a use for it that kind of relates to the game. So could you explain it a little bit for just the average listener that might not know how it works? Yeah. So, uh, I first got inter- introduced to uncle Bud's last summer when I was training, uh, my trainer, uh, Troy Haugen here in Dallas, um, had a connection with, you know, some of the people who, who founded Uncle Bud's Hemp and CBD and um, use it on me a few times, would rub it, rub it on my leg before training, after training. Uh, and I really noticed a difference. So I wanted to get in touch with um, with them and uh, I ended up becoming, you know, an ambassador for, for Uncle Bud's. And, and now it's a, a daily routine for me uh, in my workout training and uh, my on-ice training. So, uh, you know, I use it all the time. There's no THC in it. So, you know, it's not going to make you high. 
or any of that stuff. Uh, it's made right here in America. So uh, I love, you know, like I said, it's, you know, I wake up, uh, you know, Uncle Bud's, you know, uh, hemp is in my bag. Um, it's in my hockey bag. Uh, I travel with it during the season. So it's definitely become a major, major part of my, uh, like I said, my routine. Very cool. Um, Caleb, I'm wondering if you could sort of just elaborate on, on what the off season plan is for you guys together, because I know that you've done a lot of training stuff together in the past. So is that kind of the plan? And, and is it different, you know, when, because you're going to be teammates, does that mean, are you, are you guys going to live together when the season starts or have you thought about that type of plan or is it too soon or what's, what's the, the story right now? Uh, it's been thought about it. I would say, you know, we're going to, we'd be finishing the off season the same way, you know, whether if we were playing together or not, um, you know, we've trained together or I've trained for a long time now, probably five or six years when I've gotten, since I got older. Uh, but I would say that stuff, we, we've talked about it for sure. Um, I think we'll probably go up to Chicago in a few weeks to, to kind of get that all settled just so we can kind of get everything settled down before camp and get in there and kind of get comfortable with everything. So uh, it's been talked about a little bit and we'll probably head up there in a few weeks. Okay. Um, if you look at the Chicago blue line, obviously two legends of the, of this, you know, the previous generation that won the three cups, Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook are both not there anymore. So Seth, you come in now and I'm wondering now in your mind, do you feel like it's going to be up to you to be sort of the elder statesman now and kind of the leader of that group? And is that kind of the role you're looking to take on? Um, yeah. I mean, within my means, I think that, um, you know, they've had some good D there right now, you know, Connor Murphy, we signed Jake McCabe, um, obviously Caleb and, uh, we have some good, good players that, and we have some older guys as well that, um, that have been there and, you know, I'm going to go in and, and just play my game, uh, be who I am on the ice in the locker room. Um, obviously I want to step in and be a number one, you know, on this team right away and, and play in all situations. And, you know, but at the end of the day, I, I trust the coaching staff makes the right calls and, uh, you know, puts me in success and situations to be successful and, and make the team successful. So um, obviously I want to be, you know, have a great season and, and great rest of my career personally, but um, you know, not at the team's uh, uh, downfall. So um, like I said, it's, a, it's about the team first and trust the coaches to make that call. Okay. Um, this is one kind of for both of you. So I want to give both of you a chance to answer these next couple. Um, so Caleb, we'll start with you, but what do you think is a realistic goal for Chicago this season? Obviously the team's been outside the playoff picture the season before they pulled the upset in the bubble, but they weren't in a playoff spot if, if it had been, you know, regular style standings. So do you have a thought in mind of what you think is realistic for this team now that they're moving back into the central division? What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I think obviously you see that they've been real busy this off season, making, making some big additions and, upgrading the team so i would i would definitely think making the playoffs for sure um be def to a good starting point um you know i just know going there and touring and talking to people they expect uh they expect winning you know they, they've obviously had a lot of success as a franchise and um you know so i i think they're they're trying to get back into the winning mode and get back to the playoffs so i would say that should be the expectation okay and seth what do you think yeah, I would agree with that. Um, definitely playoffs. I think we definitely have the roster to do it, uh, especially like with Caleb said, the additions with Flurry and Johnson and, um, you know, re-signing Hagel. So I think we have a, a good team and, um, you know, like and also feeding off what Caleb said with, you know, their whole motto is, is just not giving you a, an excuse, you know. So uh, they're going to do a lot of the things necessary. If you ask for something, they're going to do it for you uh, because there's no excuse when it comes to being on the ice and, and giving your all and winning. So. Um, 
we definitely want to get back to the winning ways and, and playoffs is definitely that starting point. Okay. And this one's for both of you guys as well. So again, we'll, we'll start with Caleb, but, you know, being part of the, of the black NHL community, both of you, um, now you have a chance to be in a major market and as brothers on the same team, I'm wondering, is that like a, from a role model perspective, a pretty unique opportunity because it's so rare to be together at the same time on the same team. And, and have you thought about that in the context of what you guys can do as role models playing together? So Caleb, you go first. Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, we haven't had too much time to process, you know, that, but I, I definitely think going into a market like Chicago, you can do a lot for the community, um, you know, getting kids involved in certain areas and, you know, maybe lower income areas that get them hockey gear, you know, maybe donate some stuff, um, you know, go out, help the kids. I think there's a lot of things we can do and just being brothers, it'll, it'll help, uh, you know, that marketability for it. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, you know, there's obviously a lot of uh, light shined on the African-American hockey player these days because there are so few of them. And, um, you know, I think that with me and Kay being on the same team, we can definitely be uh, very marketable in that asset or in that aspect of uh, of the game. So we have to perform on the ice and, and that will help at all. But um, like Kay, I said, you know, I know the Blackhawks are first class and getting out in the community, making things happen and um, you know, whether it's, you know, bringing the kids to fifth, third, to the practice rink to skate with us or, um, you know, going to play street hockey. Um, so there are many things that, that they do. And, um, you know, I'm sure they're going to have us do certain things as well uh, for the community. That'd be great. Awesome. Uh, next up and kind of, this is what we do on our regular podcast when, when it's me and Ryan, we have a, a game we play called rapid fire where it's sort of like quick lightning round style questions. So I have a few for you guys, but they're all going to be kind of about each other. So mm -hmm. we're going to do that now. And, and because Seth, as the older guy, you get to go first. So I'm going to fire off these questions and every question Seth answers and then Caleb answers. So we're going to do the rapid fire game. It begins now. First question, Seth, name something that Caleb can beat you at. That's, it can be hockey or not hockey. He can beat me at? Um, I'll probably say NHL, uh, the video game, NHL 21. He's usually – that's the one game he can usually beat me at. On the ice, I would also say probably a breakaway challenge. He's better than me at uh, just straight breakaway him and the goalie. So. I think I have a few more. <laughs> Yeah, there's What's no that? more. What's that, Caleb? <laughs> there's no more. There's more, yeah. <laughs> I'll take a few more. There's no more. <laughs> and what about you, Caleb? What's the reverse? What can Seth beat you oh, at? Okay. Um, basketball, he, he's, you know, he's got a couple inches on me in height, so I'd say basketball, it's tough. You know, when I get a win, it's it's a big deal. Uh, they're tight games, but usually he comes out on top. Uh, call it, I mean, he's pretty a Call of Duty player. I'll give him that too. It beats me at that. Um, yeah, I'd probably go bat basketball. It's tough for me to get wins in basketball, like one on one. Okay. Football. Uh, <laughs> what do you say? Oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll back up. You guys chirp. You're gonna chirp. <laughs> no, it's over. It's over. <laughs> uh, Seth, what what is Caleb's greatest hockey skill? What do you think he does best? I would say his escapability with the puck, um, his vision. He just has very nifty hands, I would say, um, nifty skill. Like I said, like with the breakaway, like around the net when he's making those those little moves, um, he's very good at that. Caleb? 
I'm, so, I'm sorry you froze. I didn't hear the question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, the question was, what is Seth's best hockey skill? What does he do best on, best on the Ooh. ice? Um, I would say for his size, his, his skating ability, um, all four directions, uh, laterally, forward, backward. He's, he's really powerful. Um, you know, when he gets a step on you, he's gone. You can't get the puck because he, he's so big. I would say his skating ability. All right. Uh, Seth, what does, what does Caleb do that annoys you the most? Ooh. Uh, well, we've been living together this uh, past couple summers. Um, he's definitely a little, little more messy than I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dishes in the sink, that, that one really, uh, really grinds my gears sometimes. Um, yeah, I would probably say dishes in the sink. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Caleb, you get a chance to fire back now. I was going to say when, when he complains about all that stuff, it gets really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, um, Honestly, that's where I was headed with it before I even answered his question. So that's what I'm sticking with. <laughs> okay. For the laundry. <laughs> All right. All right. So, okay, Seth, I want you to rate Caleb's fashion and style on a scale of one to 10. Um, I'll be generous. Um, <laughs> it's gotten better over the years, I will say. I mean, I would, he's definitely like a seven or, I mean, he's a seven or an eight. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely a jeans and t-shirt guy, you know, maybe a hat, but that's, you know, that's what you're going to get. Okay. I give him a nine. I'd give Seth a nine. He's, he, he can put a good outfit together. He's jeans t-shirt, but he can, he can put the accessories together with it pretty good. So I would give him, he's definitely above me a little bit there. All right. All right. And the last one. Uh, okay, so NHL 22 is not out yet, so we don't know the ratings. But for NHL 21, Seth, I want you to guess guess what Caleb's rating is. I want to see if you could, if you know what Caleb is. I'm gonna say a gotta think like an EA guy here. Um, I'm gonna say like a 76 or 77. And the answer is, yeah, it's funny. I was wondering, like, is Seth going to try and overestimate because then he looks good? But he came in under. The answer is 80. Caleb is an 80. Oh, wow. Overall. So Seth comes in oh, with a lower sorry. prediction. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I, sometimes when they do, like, the younger guys, you know what I mean? They put them really low. They're lower than they should be, I think. Yeah, for sure. I, I was trying to think like an EA guy there. It's harder to make trades, too, when you have the younger guys because often they have the lower ratings. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, okay, and, and Caleb, what do yeah. you predict is Seth's rating in, in the game? I'm not going to lie. I've played a little bit. I'm gonna, I think it's an 87. Ding, ding, ding. Nailed it. Right <laughs> this on guy plays NHL way too much. <laughs> no, I don't. That's because he's traded me away all the time. That's all I know is my rating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Jesus. Well, that's the end of the rapid fire game. And, and uh, that kind of sums it up. What I wanted to ask you guys about today. I really appreciate both of you coming on. And it was fun. Thanks, guys. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks for us. It, it was great. And thanks for listening and watching, everybody. We'll be back later this week with the regular style podcast with just, just regular old me and Ryan Kennedy, but I hope you enjoyed this special episode. Thank you for listening to the Hockey News Podcast. Make sure to check out THN.com slash subscribe to get issues of the Hockey News Magazine delivered right to your mailbox.